From Bella Vista Hotel, this is Two Brownish Girls, a Western Sydney-based podcast speaking of the Pacifica Australian experience. We're your hosts, Talitha and Cripps. Just a quick disclaimer and explicit content warning. Our podcast is 100% unfiltered and from our own personal views. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land in which we record this podcast, the Darug people. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, 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 and welcome to our April episode for the final season of the Two Brownish Girls podcast. It's Talitha and Krubs here, and we're absolutely stoked to be interviewing our guests today. Our April guests are iconic Koori radio hosts of the Puha and Porkbones radio show, Human Sini, dedicated fans of our podcast, which I hope you all will be keeping track of this. <laughs> would know from the past year that we have been co-hosting on Puha Pork Bones. So it's great to give back on the opportunity we've been given and for everyone to listen to their journey to their famous radio show. Welcome, Kim and Cindy. Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. I don't know why I had to look around outside to see what time of the day it was. Because <laughs> you've just got up, maybe? Uh, maybe because I've just gotten up. Oh. <laughs> On this cloudy, cloudy um, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, very cloudy, actually. It looks really cold outside. It's not. It's actually quite warm. It's warm. <laughs> it's very warm. I was very surprised. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, we are so excited to have you both on. Yes, thank you. And, um, and like Talitha said, it was just really an opportunity for us to thank you for um, opening up a door of Chironish Girls universe into radio and broadcasting so um yeah we'll see we'll see where this takes us but yes. for today and for the next 40 minutes um we wanted to talk <laughs> about you guys and and two brownish i mean behind pork bones um before we do that we also like to start with our two brownish girls asl uh so that stands for a is ancestry uh, S is social media handle, so where people can find you. And then L is for Indigenous land that you acknowledge or reside on. So either of you, please take it away. Sure. I'll go first. So my name is Kimberly Wesleyana. I am from New Zealand. Um, and I my dad was Samoan and my mum was a Balangi. And um, so that is my ancestry. My social media handle is at on Instagram, the Samoan princess, you've got to have the, the, apparently I was quite lucky to get that. Um, I, I, I don't know how, but I got in there really early, didn't post anything for about three years and yay, still working once I did start to learn how to use it. Um, I think I could be on TikTok as well, but I've not posted anything on TikTok and I am speaking from the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora nation. So thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, well, my name is Cindy, um, and my background is Māori Nguyen, so from New Zealand as well, born and bred in New Zealand. Um, my social media handles are uh, Instagram is Sinati, at Sinati. Um, Don't ask me why that name. It just was a suggestion because all my other Sinis were taken. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Cindy Kalapulu. K-A-L-O-P-U-L-U. Um, down for extra friends, you know. 
um, I'm living on Darug land out in Blacktown area. Um, and yeah, that that's my ASL. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. And the biggest thing is the history of the Puha and Porkbones show. Because how long has the show been around for now? A while, hasn't oh, it? A, low, a really long time. So it was first broadcast, I think, in um, 2014, March 2014. But it was um, born in the brain of Jace Olsen in 2013. We're actually at Fair Day and him and I were on a ride and he had he was doing a segment on Warren and Kevin's show called The Rhythm Divine and his segment was the Waiata Sessions or Waiata Sessions. And so he would just bring in a, um, you know, music from New Zealand that he would play and have a chat about it. And then Koi Radio were looking for new shows. And so um, he goes, he'd asked me, he goes, hey, do you want to do a radio show with me? And I was like, yes, yes, it sounds so cool. Never thought of it before, but immediately thought, wow, how cool would that be to be on, you know, to do a radio show? Anyway, we're at Fair Day going around a quite a, must have been a Ferris wheel because we could talk. And he said to me, what what can we name the show? And I was like, I don't know, what, I don't, yeah, like, because we're still trying to, we're putting together a brief for the show. And he goes, why not Puham Pork Bones? And I was like, yes, that is perfect. And so it was born on Fair Day 2013. And then it took a whole year actually to get it off the ground. Um, had a lot of training, had to, you know, you put proposals for, get a spot. And there you go. Thursday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Puham Pork Bones is on, 93.7 FM. <laughs> I love that story. What what a wholesome origin yeah. story. To be born on a Ferris wheel. On, on a Ferris wheel. Yeah, on fair day. <laughs> on fair day. I love that. And um, can you talk a little bit about like Jace and um, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jace, Jace Olson, who is really he was the biggest force behind the show. He. Um, so community radio, it's all volunteer work. You don't get paid for it, but he treated it like a job. Like, um, so Cine would have, so we was him and I and would co-host every week. And then we had guest co-hosts that would come in and do segments. And that's how Cine first joined the show. She did, um, what was your segment called, Sin? My, my segment, segment sorry, guys. <laughs> my segment was called um, Tough Enough. Tough enough. That's it. Anyway, so we had about six different guest co-hosts that would come in once a week to do their segment. Um, and Jay was Jace was militant about it. You had to have record your intro. You had to have everything. Like he was very militant. Like he, um, yeah. it's the scripts for the show. You've got to have your playlist. You've got to have all your music ready. You've got to know what you're talking about. So he put us into a really good, um, Really good. He gave us a very good work ethic about the show. And if you weren't performing, he had no qualms at getting rid of you. So Jace was a, um, he was in a, he's been in a lot of, he'd been in a lot of bands before. He, he was a singer and a um, songwriter and played guitar. But he also did those bands with the same, same iron fist. You know, you sang off key, you were out. You know, you had to go to practice. Um, he was a great showman. He was, you know, just you'd go out with him 
Cine, you would think the same, right? Like you wouldn't know anybody in the venue and by the end of the night, you would know pretty much everyone and everyone, everyone would be coming everyone. with you yeah. to wherever you're going. Or you'd meet someone at, you'd be with Jace and you go, oh yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's Brian, you know? And you're like, no, I don't know Brian. And it'll be someone that he'd met, you know, five once. weeks ago, once, <laughs> yes. you randomly. know, say, randomly. And then they're like BFFs, you know, and then you become BFFs <laughs> with them too. Like Jace was, yeah, Jace was such a, yeah, a, a big personality and just loved people and loved hanging out with everyone. And um, yeah, definitely on your case, like week, like a week, maybe even be- two weeks beforehand, he's like messaging me, like, don't forget you're on the show on the 29th and, you know, you've got to have your, your, sh- your, you know, notes ready for what you're saying and send send your song through now. I want to, you know, download it and make sure I'm all prepared. And, you know, just every day up until that day, he's like messaging you, have, have you got it yet? Have you done it yet? Like what's going on? You know? Um, but yeah, he, he's he's crack up guy, like get along with anybody and everybody and just really loved. So loved, you know. So loved. And because he was in, involved with so much, so much in the community, he just knew everybody just, and, um, and he used to, in Wellington, he flooded with heaps of the Fat Freddy's guys. So when they would come over, Fat Freddy's always would um, do an interview with us. We'll get free tickets. Like he just knew so many people in the industry. It was so, it was really amazing having him, um, you know, be part of the show, be the driving force behind the show. And then when he suddenly passed in 2019, June 2019, actually, so it's coming up to four years later this year, it was just such a, uh, it was just a shock, such a shock. It was sudden. Nobody was prepared for it. It was just, you know, yeah. and Cindy and I, so we, so Cindy had been coming in more and more because she was a um, constant go, a co-host, a guest co-host, but she'd been coming more and more. And so then her and I had a chat about it because Cindy and Jace are actually cousins, um, but found yeah. out later, right? That was, that oh. was a yeah. So basically, um, Jace used to go to all the reggae gigs, and so did I. Like, I love reggae. Jace loves reggae. And um, anyway, I've seen him at so many parties. We'd met a few times that didn't really, you know, connect or anything. We went to Dub Club one Sunday, and um, he told me to come over and sit with him. We started talking and chatting and stuff. We ended up adding each other on Facebook. And then I was going through his Facebook page, and I was like, oh, he's, like, friends with all of like my aunties and my uncles and my cousins and I was like hey how do you know them that's my that's my auntie he's like that's my auntie I was like no <laughs> like you know and then I was like and that's my cousin he's like yeah that's my first cousin and I was like what the heck and then that's how we found out that we were um that we were related that we were cousins and after that you know we were like acted like we were cousins from way back <laughs> that's such a Pacific Islander thing too yeah. that that happens so that like people who listen to this podcast like who are not pacifica probably don't get it because but literally that always happens like yeah. you become friends with someone who has the same background as you then you add yeah. them on facebook and you'll see why are you friends with my auntie and cousins and then you realize yeah. you're related like yeah. it's such a common <laughs> thing that i'm like when i meet like people from the podcast like other sydney fijians i'm like wait how do you know my and they're like that's my cousin too and then i'm like yeah. what <laughs> literally yeah, we're, all we're all related we're all related that's why that's, i have a white yeah. partner <laughs> 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 
Well, there's you, um, made, you made like an island of men. The first thing you said, what village are you from? Like, yeah. Was, like, tell me, where's your mum from? Where's your like, bossy from? Yeah, like, <laughs> even Maldives, right? You're like, oh, you know, what's your iwi? Where are you from? <laughs> Just make sure you're from the South Island, not the North, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh true. No, and so true. then, yeah. And so when Jace passed me, then Cindy and I had a, we had a little conference and we're like, oh gosh, what do you want to, what do you reckon we should do? What would Jace want? And we were like, he would want the show to continue. Yeah. And so then Cindy and I took the show forward and that's how it kept going. And then that's how you guys got invited to be part of it as well. So it's been awesome having you guys this last year. It's really been a pleasure. and Like the honour is ours and we, you know, I, I love that. Um, we always start the the show with, you know, what Jace would say, you know, let's push this yeah. fucker out to see. I think that's a really beautiful um, way to ensure that, you know, like his legacy continues mm. um, through every show. So thank you for sharing that. Those are some yeah. really funny stories, especially about <laughs> finding you guys with cousins too, Cindy, like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what what is a thing if it's not, if you don't find out that you're related to someone in whatever you're doing? Even with this podcast, I found like a long lost cousin. I didn't, I didn't know existed. Wow. And I posted a photo on, I posted a video on Instagram of like all my aunties and uncles during like when they were praying. And this guy that I was following, he's like, oh, I know that man. He goes to the Bowl of Blood Church in Auckland. I was like, yeah, that's my uncle. And he's like, I think he's my uncle. And then what do you know? <laughs> we met for the first time in 2019. It was so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Aww. And are you guys oh, yeah. still close now? Like, yeah, out and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I, I'm. There's always a reason for these things. I, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it is so yes. crazy. Hey, what would you say? Like, there's it's going on since 2014, so that's nine years already. The show. What have been some of your favorite moments with it? What are your favorite interviews? I mean, there's probably more than one. It's hard to <laughs> yeah, be specific. There's so many. So many. <laughs> so, so, many. so many. One that really sticks out in my mind, though, is Lady Six. So I absolutely love Lady Six, I right? I knew you were going to say that one. I knew it. <laughs> such a fan. I was such a, f- a fangirl of her. But anyway, we went to, it was back when the Sando was the Sando, not Holy Moly in Newtown. And she was playing a gig there. And um, Jason and I got to interview her. I think it was before the show. It must have been before the show. And, um, of course, everybody was really drunk. <laughs> just, but anyway, we got to interview her. I don't even know if we ended up playing it because some of I was just gushing so much. Oh, my God, I love you. I love you. Because you know when you get fan, like, you, what is it called? Is it fan struck? No, that's not. Fangirl? Starstruck. Starstruck, oh. yeah. I was starstruck fangirling. I was just quoting all these things about her life. She was, like, staring at me. She goes, she actually said to me, she goes, it's really nice to be interviewed by someone who knows stuff about me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, she goes, because a lot of people just would chat, talk to her, um, you know, because, you know, sometimes you rock up to interviews and people haven't been prepared. They'll be like, oh, just, you know, haven't got the background story. So they'll be like, oh, tell us about your album or something like that. You know, asking really good questions that they want to ask, but have no, never listened to it, won't know the song, you know that kind of yeah. thing so yeah that was really cool for me I also really loved interviewing Teeks I think that was last year so he'd come over to perform at the Opera House and um Sony 
because it's really interesting, right? So Corey Radio is a community broadcaster. It's not a commercial radio station. It's totally community funded. Um, and Sony, this big label, reaches out to Corey Radio and says, hey, can you um, do, we've got artists that are here for, I think it was for the, what's the Twinkling Lights show called? Oh, Vivid. Light, Vivid. That he was here for Vivid and they reached out and said, hey, we've got all these artists. Who would you like to come in and speak you know, for you to interview. And I was like, can we have teaks? And she was like, yep. So we've got teaks and it was just so cool. He'd just come off um, the ABC had been on. He did a breakfast morning, morning breakfast interview on, on air. And then he came and chatted and he was just so nice and he was so cool and did all, you know, he was such a nice guy. But I think also all the live, all the live performance we've, performances we have in the studio are the funnest I think like trying to set up the mic and then some of the crazy I think was it dancey dance time came in one time Cindy and that was just like oh. a crack up they were dancing everywhere yeah. and that that was the best time we had like so much fun in the studio that night big up to Queen G for hooking us up with that interview that was so fun they played their music and they were everyone just got up and danced and it was like we were like a party it was like a party in the studio and this was like what pre-covid was it yeah, just before COVID, yeah. The time that we would be allowed to have more than like one or two guests in the studio at a time. And and when every time Queen like had us up to do an interview for someone that was coming to perform, you know, for a event that she was curating or anything, um, she would bring everybody in and would be chatting to everyone. And then we'll have back-to-back interviews. But these guys, they, they definitely stood out that that was definitely one of my my highlight interviews was like just a huge party in the in the studio we were all dancing and laughing and cracking up and yeah that was that was a really nice vibe um one of my other favorite ones was um interviewing who did I interview Ruby Doo which was just recently oh. actually I you fangirled right Kimberly couldn't join me on the show she went somewhere and I I had to write up the show come in and interview um, Ruby Doo. Talitha, I think you were there with me too, yeah? Oh, yes. I was there in that interview, yeah. It was me and you. First time I yeah, met you the again. first time we met. <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was a really cool show as well. Yeah. I, I was totally fangirling and I, I tried to hold it all back because, you know, it was just a bit too much maybe. <laughs> no, that was a really, that was, that was super fun. I was so, like, stoked to have her on the show. Um, and I still haven't seen her perform live. She was meant to come up to Sydney after that um, interview and enjoy a gig, but I don't know what happened. Um, so soon come. We'll come and see you. We'll come and see you, um, Ruby Doo. Uh, what's another one? Coterie was pretty cool last week. That's right. They were yeah. awesome. That was so cool. They were, um, so we had gone to see you. Well, Kimberly, you had interviewed them, what, last year? Yeah, we'd interviewed them in August last year and, and then Cindy and I had gone to the gig. But then they had Sony again reached out and said, hey, can we bring them into the studio? And we're like, yes, yes. come, <laughs> come, come in. And, yeah, so Cindy and I and Cindy had been like hard out listening to the album on the way into the train, on the train for the interview. So she had all the awesome questions about the songs um, and had watched heaps of, because they do really funny things on TikTok and stuff and yeah on their Facebook and and you know had like clips of their recordings of like past interviews and one of them was when um they went to New Zealand and the one of the airlines that they flew with lost their drums so (laughs) their drummer (laughs) 
the drummer had to like improvise for the show and um he found like a, a water one of those water jugs you know you fill up your water and those what are they called <laughs> he found one of those in their hallway at the studio and then started using that <laughs> on the show and it was like all on tv and everything <laughs> i was like oh that's innovation for you right um but, so yeah that, that would crack up too and many more we've done so many it's so yeah. hard to pick, like all the favorites yeah we interviewed um one of the band members from the herbs too at one time oh yeah yeah that was so cool and listening back to like you know um because they were quite known as a you know the reggae as well the from back from back home in New Zealand and you know they had quite political songs of the time um so it was quite a nice little history right because it was a bad a film coming out right wasn't it yeah. part of the film yeah, yeah yeah so that was a really cool and interesting um interview that happened as well um Tony Fanotti that's it that's who I interviewed for that and gosh do you have so any more Kim there's been so many like I'm thinking of everyone now and I'm like oh this will take so long <laughs> yeah just trying like, to think all, all the local DJs that we've had on the show and you know like sound system operators me I'm I'm a big reggae fan everyone knows this um I collect and DJ will select final uh reggae and so I've had a few on my segment when I was doing Tough Enough, I had like Stevie Dub from the Inner West Reggae Disco Machine. I had, you know, um, Yak from Top Tone, Gonzo, um, Rick Sonic, and um, we've had Chris Monkey on the show, P Smith, and yeah, loads, loads of local legends that, that we Sub have. Subtribe. Yeah, Subtribe. Oh my gosh, biggest fans of Subtribe. Um, yeah, gosh, who else? There's so many. There's so that's many. Amazing. Everyone that, that's the beauty of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? You go you go you Sorry, Cam, you, you go. go. Sunny, I was just gonna say you girls will be the same, right? Every person that you interview, you just go, Wow, that was really interesting. You'll get something out of it. And yeah. So everything is kind of just like wow. It changes a bit. You meet someone new and you go, Yeah, that's an interesting way of doing it. Even yeah. like on our Puha five that we're asking this year, like what's a great piece of advice that you've been given? Like some of the things that are coming out is like, wow, this we should be running a book. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. people have got you. really good advice for everybody. Yeah. Mm. It's also, you know, it being a voluntary thing, like, you know, sometimes it can be quite hard, you know, we're not like Jace. <laughs> we're not as militant as Jace. We get a bit <laughs> left here. Um, but you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I've got to do the show, rah, 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 and you know, it's an effort today, you know. But then when you go and do the show and you have the especially when you have the interview guests in the studio, it's you're just like, oh my gosh, that was so worth it. That was so worth my time, like putting that show together. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. like I love this person. I can't wait to go see them play. And, you know, like everyone we've had on the show, you just like instantly made a great connection with and, you know, you see them around town or, you know, you see them on social media and stuff and just like promote their music, you know, it just, yeah. it's, it's just awesome. It's such a vibe. I love it that. It is. And you take, and you really do take a piece away from each interview that you have. Mm. Um, you learn something or, you know, something that they say resonates within you. And it's, yeah, I think it's just a beautiful way to connect with people these days. And that's what I've loved having with having the podcast and, and also being on the radio show just to have um, like deeper connections other than just like, you know, a heart react on a 
Instagram story, like you know, yeah. having these yeah. having these nice conversations with people. Yeah. You know, you get to you get to learn beyond that. Um yeah. which makes it weird for my next question. <laughs> but did you ever find any challenges with when hosting a radio show? Um, whether it be your guests or I guess the the behind the scenes? I think my biggest challenge is managing people. And that's not just with the radio show. That's just, I'm a manager, a cafe manager. That's my, you know, my bread and butter Monday to Friday kind of thing. Um, and I, I still struggle. Managing people is the hardest thing. I think that's my biggest challenge. You know, making sure, I, like I said, none of us, me and Kim aren't as militant as Jace was and is not, we're not on people's backs. Like, you know, treat it like a job kind of thing. We're kind of more lax back. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. And then we're like, oh, boo, you know, like, you know, but everything works out. Everything always works out. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're rushing around working the day and then you're like having to send messages to prompt people and, you know, like, oops, you've got to write this part in the show or, you know, and then you try to do that. And then, yeah. But at the end of the day, when it happens, when you get into it, when you do the show, it's just like, oh man, I was stressing over nothing. Like, again. <laughs> How can people listen and when does the show occur? Okay, put this in your diaries. Every Thursday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., 93.7 FM in Sydney. You can also listen on the iHeartRadio app, Corey Radio, or there is a Corey Radio app. Or you can actually even go to the website, right? CoreyRadio.com and you can stream it live from the website. There's all these ways to listen to us, so make sure you tune in. And some of our previous shows are on our mixed cloud, um, Puha and Port Bones radio show. Um, you can go check it out. Um, maybe not so much recently. We've got mostly just the interviews, but all the previous shows, if you want to catch up and hear the ones with Jace on it, um, they're on our mixed cloud as well. That'd be awesome. Give it some love. Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And um, a little cute question. Um, if we're talking about Puha and Port Bones, can we, can just for those that may not know what that is, can you describe what that meal is and also like a core memory that you have of when you had it? Puha and pork bones is basically a boil up. It's um it's loved back home in New Zealand by all the Maoris. Um, it's actually originally a poor white man's dish, apparently. So you've got a big pot, fill it up with water, boil your pork bones or you can have, I don't know, you can even do sausages, you can do brisket, you can do all sorts of things. But pork, pork bones, um, my particular favourite ones are the um, bacon bones, bacon bones that you can get, uh, which are pork as well. And you boil them up and then you can add um, puha or you can add watercress or you can add cabbage to this dish. Um, some people like doughboys, which is just like water and salt and flour that you mix and turn them you know roll them into little balls and chuck them in and into the pot boil you have like um, potatoes and you know kamo kamo if you're back home and real kumara if you're back home you have all that and pumpkin um yeah and my my favorite my favorite is obviously I've already said bacon bones but sausages is in it as well um watercress is my preferred over puha and you have to have lots of dough boys and you have to have it in a bowl with lots of soup, soupiness, bread, raw onion and pickles. 
everyone does their their boil up differently. That's how I do mine. What about you, Kim? Well, guess what? I have got a full confession to make. I have never, ever had it. Ever. Oh. <sighs> All right. That so I like think we're going, going to come, we're going to see his house. <laughs> <laughs> we're going oh, to see wow. A revelation. The great, the great thing about my place is like, well, my, my partner, he's, um, he's English. Um, he's not particularly fond of it. So when I do have it, there's more for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys can come over and we'll all eat it and it will be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's you a can date. have bread with it. You can have like fried bread with it or they want a bread or well just even, you know, that plain white bread that you buy for your five year old kid that won't eat any other kind of bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pickles and raw onion is my thing. Some people like tomato sauce with this and mm. fried egg on top like I just think that's weird that's I'm not that kind of Maori I'm sorry that's <laughs> I'm not definitely my a sauce I'm definitely a sauce person I've put tomato sauce on my uh my boil up before and what's your preferred tomato sauce because back home like when I was growing up we used to always buy that um you know that that sauce that was like a tomato relish almost and it was like kids no not kids that's chocolate no, there was a Whitaker's sauce that was like tomato relish that you used to get on the hot dogs when you went to the shows. Whitlocks. Whitlocks. That's it. Whitlocks. Oh my god. Yeah, we that used to is the best. That. And that wasn't my favorite. I used to love the um the other one, Watties, when I was younger. But now, 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 I've gone the other way. I, I prefer <gasps> Whitlocks. Masterpiece. Oh, I didn't ever have Whitlocks until I was like an adult. And then I was like, oh, my God, where did this tomato sauce come from? It is so freaking good. We always oh had the Wattish. Whitlocks tomato sauce. Oh. I feel like I need it now. I'm going to try and find some. Oh, yes, yeah. please. Maybe mm. we should do an interview with them, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> one time, Cindy. Oh. So yeah. one time, Cindy. Yeah. So Cindy loves peanut slabs and you can get the huge blocks of Whitaker's peanut peanut slab chocolate right huge and you can buy them in uh, you can buy them in australia so cindy wrote an email from puhan pork bones and they sent us a whole big box of peanut slabs it was so good we were eating them for days the coconut whittakers yeah that's my go-to for whittakers oh all whittakers is good the peanut butter one is good too that's my next favorite oh is there new one um there's a new one out too isn't the hokey pokey what's oh i haven't tried that one they That's they got good. a bit you know um brave and you know done a few the like a few things that I, like, I was um, kind of like questioning you know like LMP, <laughs> um Vegemite and and stuff I was like oh that's a bit too far guys like come on like, <laughs> yeah I liked that you like that little yeah I liked the other like signature chocolates that they made like. There was one that was like using Samoan cacao. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it signature like, or something. Like, oh. They're the flash ones. They're a little bit thinner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very I like the Doris Plum one. That one was good. Oh, I don't mm. remember that one. Oh, now you guys make now. me hungry. There's a blondie one that's new. Caramelized oh, yeah, white chocolate blondie. New. No, I'm on it's the just, that'll be just like this caramel. caramel milk. Yeah. 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 But better, but better. Come on, guys. Whitaker's is better than Cadbury. We all know yeah, that. Right. <laughs> it's oh, true, yeah, that's like, It's so true. It's like when people say, oh, like, you know, Cadbury's really good. I'm like, is it though? Like, no, I think to me, tried. like, 
it's even like in europe i prefer milka chocolate one of the swiss brands over lint Mm, and like milk is way better than lint like i will say that with my chest like that is that's a very controversial Mm. but i remember growing up in penrith like i'm exposing all my most of my penrith white friends here but they wouldn't even have anything that's not cadbury they wouldn't even try like lint or any foreign chocolate and i'll be like this is weird (laughs) to me i was like this is weird like there's something not right about this. As a kid, I was like, no, nah, there's something uneasy about this town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they need to get out more. Yeah. Foreign chocolate's the best. Cadbury is okay, but it's not like if I had a gun to my head to pick a chocolate, I wouldn't be picking Cadbury. I don't know why I would be in a hostage situation yeah. with Cadbury. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I would die too. I would die then by Cadbury. No offense, Cadbury. Yeah, I love like I literally used to get the coconut, like the coconut block, like in the little ones like growing up, like when I worked at like in retail in Penrith Plaza and I used to like just go to Woolies and eat like an abundance. Like I should have just bought a block, but I didn't think blocks were available like back in the day. Like I'm trying to remember. I do love the Aldi's brand um chocolate as well. Yeah, they have good chocolate too. Yeah, Yeah. salted pretzel one is my go-to when I get at Aldi. I like their knockoff of the IKEA biscuits, the chocolate biscuits with the chocolate on top. I forgot, like, but Aldi do a version of those type of biscuits. Like, Mm. it's like a plain biscuit, but it has chocolate on top. I can't believe this is the discussion. (laughs) The podcast is great. Talk about food and chocolate. They're like, why are they talking a bit too detailed for me? (laughs) I like that. Yeah, the, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically like a thin biscuit that's like a vanilla biscuit, but it has like a chocolate coating and it can come in milk chocolate or dark chocolate. I don't know the name, but it's like a go-to as well. Are they no. rectangle? Yes, they're rectangle. Yes, Those I ones, know the ones. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. Very good. Um, so did you want to ask the next question, please? What's your favorite music genre to play on the radio? Reggae. Finney's <laughs> is definitely reggae. One hundred. We definitely love reggae on the show. My sort of go-to's, I suppose, I do a lot of kind of more hip-hop, poppy stuff. So I get a lot of the new releases from New Zealand on air um, to promo all the brown artists from New Zealand. So, but we've got a good range of music, I think, on the show. We try to cover all genres so that we don't exclude any group. I mean, we could go. I think if Jace was still here, we might we might have gone full reggae. Do you reckon, Sin? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have had to like message me and tell me that I wasn't allowed to play reggae on the show because he's playing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to change my whole segment then. <laughs> we forgot to ask like earlier. How did you become friends with Jace Kim? Me? Ah, oh, so he, my husband, was Jason's husband's brother Farah have I made that really complex he was my brother-in-law is the easiest way to describe it so we married well he wasn't married but his the our both of our partners were brothers oh yeah oh so you've known him for a while then yeah Yeah. known him for many many years I don't even know how many years before he put maybe 20 years before he passed I don't know on that might Mm. make him too young but yeah, that's crazy because I, I was wondering that actually, like how the connection, like how you met 
you're talking about fair day so <laughs> i thought you just met it like around the community because you know like everyone in the community who listens to the same genre of music usually tends to know each other yeah i feel like yeah. that's a accurate sydney creative portrayal as well that Absolutely. if you listen to a certain genre of music you're gonna know like the same people because you see them out in clubs or you'll see them at music festivals and it's just like a thing like that usually that's what I find well yeah it's still true as well right so yeah we go to all the reggae carnivals anything like that there's always the same people that you see any gigs that I go to with Sydney it's always the same people and you feel like you know them might not know their name but you're like hey how's it going yeah for a while or just yeah leading yeah. into finding out somebody's name yeah <laughs> it's weird you can say hi for ages and still don't know their name yeah like for years <laughs> yeah very much that very much that um we just got a couple more questions just wanted to know like um you know for people that might be interested for wanting to get into radio do you have any advice on how to get involved I think the best thing is if like so even, I think it's a good way to get into commercial radio as well if you start community uh, community um, broadcasting. So it's just more reaching out to any community radio stations you see, seeing if they've got any vacancies, if there's any slots going. A lot of them will have proposal forms where you just need to put forward things. You just need to make sure you're worded in a way that's going to get you noticed and, and get your show on. Um, but that's the main kind of thing I can think of. Cindy, can you think of anything else? I, I think maybe if you know people, anyone that does have a radio show or, you know, just come in and see if you can sit there and see what they do, kind of, you know, get an idea of what it looks like inside of a studio and, you know, see them actually doing the show, performing, whatever, um, and seeing all the back work that they have to, to do as well for the show, making sure you've got a topic, you know, something strong and, um, yeah. Yeah and you know give that a go first if that feels like you then yeah proceed with what Kimberly said and do you think for people new to broadcasting do you think there's a lot of like there would be a lot of do's and don'ts like on radio that you recommend like I've realized that most radio stations don't swear that's what I've yeah. picked up like being on the radio like I've been on ABC a few times like for Triple J Hack and like they remind me they're like we listen to your podcast you can't swear on the radio <laughs> because this is ABC. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, thanks for telling me because I probably would have sworn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's, um, so there's community, like there's codes of conduct, codes of practice. And so community radio has their own as well. It's the CBAA codes of practice. We reference them sometimes at the start of the show, but yeah, you've got to be mindful of your language. You've got to, you know, be, you've, putting information out into the community. I think a lot of do's and don'ts, I think, for broadcasting. One is like Cindy said, you've got to be prepared. Like if you're going to be on a show, you need to know what you're going to say. Have some notes before you go. Like sometimes scripting can be a bit, you know, bit full on. But when you're live on air, don't you feel like sometimes you can forget what you're about to say? If you haven't yeah. noted down points that you want to talk about, then you can forget. Your mind just goes blank or whatever. So if you're going to be on a show, know what you're going to say, have some points just to, you know, help you get the flow of conversation going. But mm. a lot of do's and don'ts, I think, just be mindful that there is a code of practice. And so if you're, and when you're doing a, a media channel where your opinion could go out somewhere, you've also got to be a bit mindful. Like if you're saying something that's news, you've got to make sure you're either saying this is news and you're providing factual information, or this is my opinion or my analysis so that it can't be, mm. um, misconstrued 
So mm. there's recently, even at, at Koi Radio, they've even just given us a reminder about trigger warnings. Like if you're going to have somebody on the show that's going to suddenly talk about something that's really quite, um, could be triggering for people, do a warning beforehand because, you know, you, you've still got, even though it's community radio, you've still got, you've got a responsibility to people listening. Mm. Like if they, if it could cause panic or really something discomforting or something, give a trigger warning. I mean, the most that we have, unless we know we're going to interview a guest that's going to talk about very serious topics, the most we have is the language warning for swear words in the in the song, right? We'll just do yeah. that on language warning and that's it. But there's been, um, yeah, just, so I think that's a mindful thing. If you're going to get into broadcasting, just know there is a code of practice. Be mindful of that. Be prepared for whatever you're going to talk about as well. And um, you'll get the, all the training and everything to make sure you sound okay. And whatever station you're in is going to have loads of training for you. But I reckon just get out there, get into it. Like, it is so fun to be part of a radio show. Like, it's just, it's a new community as well. Like, lots of people that you wouldn't necessarily perhaps interact with, especially like at where we are at, at Corey Radio, we've got all the different, there's lots of different shows from all different countries all around Australia. And then we've got all the Indigenous shows. So we're, you know, it's really cool being involved in a community that's really diverse. Yeah. Mm. That's so good to like know and everything. And especially like a lot of people probably don't think the amount of support that you get being involved in like um, com commercial and community radio. But yeah, it's been great interviewing you both. Thank you so much for taking time on the weekend to be part of the Two Brownish Girls last season, which sounds more dramatic than it is, but it's pretty dramatic. It does sound <laughs> dramatic. So when, yeah. when is your last show? When is December. your last podcast? <gasps> December. Wow. It's a sad, that's a sad day. <laughs> it's sad, but it's fun. It's There's sad, a sense of relief. Oh, what? <laughs> We'll close one door and open another, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been a good yeah. run. I think yeah. it's been a great run. And it's just making room. For yeah. Yeah. Definitely from something that started to complain about our experiences in the community that backfired because then the community started listening has been kind of funny. <laughs> like, I thought oh, we were just going to complain and like no one's going to pay attention, but it definitely backfired. They are definitely listening. They are listening. <laughs> it's so awesome too much <laughs> we love no, it thank man. you so much for having us it's been yeah, so good you. to chat to you girls yes thank you yeah. thank you know you where guys. to find them you know where to listen to the radio show you have no excuse there's an app there's an, um, app. There's an app there's a website there's two apps there's a, like <laughs> there's everything there's even yes. a radio station that you can put on on your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You want to go. And there's yeah. all, if you go analog, it's radio. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you again. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in for this month's episode. We'll be back next month with someone exciting that we can't share right now, but you'll find out in a moment. Um, and until then, be safe, be well. Take um, care. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Girls. Two Brownish Girls is made by me, Talitha Twantula, and Cribs. New episodes are posted on the 15th of every month with some bonus episodes in between. Original music by Choice Vaughan. 
Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Patreon at Two Brownish Girls. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.